take them and take it for a W. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. It's a show specifically for you, Sacramento. Whitey. You got a new song out of this anyway. Hoops, I did it again. So that's... Right. Hello. No. Nope. No. Watkins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I don't want to be the wet blanket on everybody. It's Whitey and Watkins, and it starts. Hurry up! Now. 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 We almost have NFL football one more weekend, but we certainly have football weather. Do we not, Chris oh, yeah. Watkins? That was actually my first thought this morning when oh. I stepped out. I was like. It's pretty gloomy outside, but this is this is football weather. It yep. really is. Like this is this is uh this is my kind of weather, definitely. I'm I'm very, very much over this heat, so uh it's a welcome sight. Definitely yeah. welcome. But are you over your illness? No. No, definitely not. I mean we're if we're this pushing were a game, it. let's say this is a basketball game. Yeah. You against your your virus, what quarter are we in and who what's the score? <laughs> this feels like it's middle third right now, like the, the game's being decided. Like, this is really where I can pull ahead if I want. But, you know, if, I, if I'm not careful, this game could this game could slip away real quick. So you're and, like, uh, up three? It can get yeah. ugly. Yeah. Down it, six? I mean. It feels like it's probably like I'm up one at the okay. free throw line right now. And, and like, I can make it three. free throws and a lot of turnovers. Yeah. You feel like you should be ahead by more. Exa- exactly. Definitely feel like I should be ahead by more. But, you know, I, I have, you know, we, we, we as a collective, you know, we've got the talent to, to you know, overcome this. If we just, if we focus up, if we lock in, like, it, it should be an easy victory. But. You know the other team's fighting. It's it's a lot like Montenegro. You know, yes. I don't know if you saw this morning, but not, you know they they gave Team USA a nice little nice little fight, and that's uh, pretty similar to how uh, how my battle with with illness is going right now. I guess the final score didn't really tell the whole story there, right? USA not really. By I think twelve. I think they but, won by twelve. Yeah, but it was like a three point game with under three minutes to go, something like that. Yeah, I. I I don't think I didn't. Well, I I didn't wake up for the game, but I was able to watch some of the extended Fortunately, highlights. They did finally. Yeah, exactly. It seemed like they were asleep for a good majority of that one, but uh, yeah, we're able to pull through. So uh, you know, good for Team USA. I yeah. guess. Tyrese yeah. Halliburton as well. Mm-hmm. Nice little he is uh, on the verge of emerging as a true star in the league. Yeah, I mean, he's so yeah. he's got that charisma. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's very front facing as well. Like he he's been on tons of JJ Reddick podcasts and stuff like that. So he's always getting sound bites off, and he's uh you know he he's incredibly uh, well versed in NBA knowledge. So he he's just a really good interview to have, and uh, that's obviously going to lend yourself to being more in the public eye. And you know his his play is also going to do that as well. And he's he's just. He's putting on like really like a point guard masterclass out there. Like he he is really uh, just running the show for Team USA right now. Always liked him. Yeah, understand they're better off without him right now. Mm-hmm. But I always liked him. Yeah, no, I, I always thought that I, I was always confused on what his true ceiling would have been, especially here in Sacramento. I just don't know if they ever really would have been able to to perfectly maximize Fox and Halliburton's abilities. But uh, you know, I definitely think him running the show on his own team. I actually do think it's beneficial for him to be on a bad team to kind of work through what what you know how he can impact games uh, to the best of his ability. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely think he's. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that kid's got a bright future. Now you were at the Vizinkov media conference yesterday. Yes, yes. showed up right after a they, early, they didn't lifted. It? Didn't it start they, a little? They started on time. Whitey. <laughs> Like, what was it a couple weeks ago they had a, a press conference, or maybe it was a month or so ago they had a press conference. 
they were like 15, 20 minutes late. So I was like, yeah, I skipped out on crosstalk yesterday to get over there. I figured, you know, I'll get there right at 2 o'clock, but they'll probably start 2.15, 2.20. No, I walk into the press conference. Sasha's putting his jersey down and, and starts talking to me. I was like, what is what is going on here? So, yeah, I mean, they started right on time. And, uh, yeah, it was it was nice to actually see the man in front of my face. Like, you know, we've been – hearing and talking so much about him and you know you become we, almost a mystery man really Who is was this guy yeah. yeah is he gonna come over is he ever gonna come over and and to actually see him in the practice facility right in front of us sitting next to monty mcnair it was uh it was good to see it was just a welcome sight and how, you know De'Aaron and, and keegan also in the building as well yeah how significant do you think that was yesterday will we look back on that day as the beginning of something was there anything that he said yesterday that stood out to you zero to ten how significant do you think yesterday was for him um, and for the Kings going forward. I think it's at least a solid six. That's I was going to say a six or a seven. Like, I don't know if we'll... And most of these things, let's face it, they're kind of like just, uh, you know, it's a formality you right. go through. The one thing that really did stick out to me most about Sasha, I guess, like I said, I'd give it about a six or a seven in terms of significance. But just like his maturity, I guess, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise because he is already one of the oldest players on the team at 28 years right. old. But... Just how he talked, his professionalism, um, which makes sense because, you know, he's been a professional in Europe for so long now. Yeah, he wasn't the least bit camera shy. Nothing. Or reluctant with his English, which is clearly better than my English. Anything <laughs> yeah, like that. Absolutely. And his Bulgarian's way better than my Bulgarian, too. 100%. Way better. Yeah, he probably, yeah, absolutely. He, 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 was, uh, he was really well-spoken, really confident in his answers. Uh, someone asked him a, a question in, in Spanish, and he... He answered and he, like he comprehended well, that it. That wasn't you. I thought that it was not me. No, okay. I'm I'm still working on Espanol. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it was uh, it was just really impressive to see him up there and like you said, just have a a level of confidence. I think a lot of the times when Europeans come over here, it is a little bit of culture shock, and then yeah, they they feel insecure about their ability to speak English and just none of that. Just very very confident. Uh, he's a big guy. He's got, he's got a big old noggin. That's definitely the first thing that I noticed. I was like, Hello. this dude's head is is just massive. But uh, he he was uh, he was really impressive, and I think uh, he he handled all the questions really well. Someone asked him a question about you know Noah Lyles' comments I, about world yeah, champions. Yeah, I was listening to the press conference yeah. on the station. Didn't shy away from it at all. Like had a re- I thought a really really good answer to it. I and, thought he uh, would say, yeah, that's a clown question. Bro. Yeah, that is <laughs> clown question, bro. But. Uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a, a really good day, I think, for the Sacramento Kings organization, absolutely. Yeah, I th- one of the most impressive things to me. By the way, you mentioned how difficult it can be for a player to come over, and I did some research, uh, which is readily available, but some research showing which numbers in Europe translate to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some really good news there. We'll get into that at some point. Ooh, some of the things like he's that. done, according to... You know, analytics people's like there's some really good indicators that he's going to be a good player. Love Not that. a surprise, but right. it's just more evidence that the, this is going to be a great move for the Kings. And I really appreciated the fact that when he was asked about what he liked, about coming, why he came here, what he liked about the team, you know, he said all the right things about the way they play, but he said he wanted to win. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why did he didn't come before? He's here now. Why? Because he wants to win. He wanted to win. good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he looked at last year. He could have came over last year, and he was like, not really sold, especially on the role. It was like, hey, you can compete for a starting spot, but you probably won't get it. And it's like, why would I volunteer when I, I mean, Sasha ended up being EuroLeague MVP. Why would I give that up for a potential 
starting spot on a team that he had no reason to believe would have any success last year. Was HB there? He was not. No, no. It was just Keegan mm. and uh, just some Because on one of our bowl predictions, yeah. somebody said HB and Sasha are going to be like the best of friends. Yeah. It's it's still going to happen. You know, okay. it, yesterday wasn't was the right environment. said that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, and I'm still sticking by it. I just think, you know, it's. He's, you know, they'll. It's just gonna. It's gonna be fate. You know, they have to meet and and they're gonna be crossing right, calls or something. You know, it can't be. It can't be at a press conference. That's way too formal. You know, how many mm-hmm. how many of your best friends have you met at a press conference, Whitey? You know, fewer than a handful. Exactly. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, still still wait on that. Okay, I know you've gotten one of your bold predictions right. One of mine will come around soon. I've gotten two of my bold predictions right after really? yesterday because yesterday when Frankie was here. It was part of my bold prediction on JaVale McGee, but I said he is right. coming Right, you did here. say sign, yeah. but you also added a whole lot to the All back right. end of we'll that. We'll see. So we don't know about that yet, step but I did one. say he is going to sign. Yes, that is absolutely true, and I and I kind of pushed back on it, too. I, I was like, I'm not so sure, and, and sure enough, you I mean— You made a good point. You yeah. said, you know, we're not really sure. Yeah. The sourcing on this is a little iffy, but— Absolutely. There's and, uh, the announcement, there JaVale McGee is Sacramento was. King. Yeah, and, and so I'm excited for that, and— I, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get a JaVale McGee press conference. But, uh, yeah, I, I, who knows? Maybe he's a three-time champion, Whitey. That's I don't right. know if you've heard or not. I did see that mentioned a time a or couple 50. Of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so uh, who knows? Maybe he'll bring his rings out or something like that. And, uh, yeah, we can all just look at that and be like, wow, that's what that looks like. The, the impressive thing to me about that is, well, I mean, one championship's impressive, but three championships, but with – Two different teams. Right, absolutely. And he, and he was really a, like Yeah, he wasn't a, a main guy in any of those teams, yeah. but he contributed. He was a piece, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see how that goes and just that entire training camp position. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot later. But I, I think that I, I think I like JaVale the most for that spot, for that very specific role that it seems like they're aiming for, for that second or third center spot. I, I really do like JaVale's chances to uh, to get that spot and lock that down. But uh, yeah, I think I think all in all, yesterday, yeah, with the McGee signing and with Sasha having that press conference, I I just think it, it kind of got the juices flowing a little. There we know, go. I, I I feel like basketball. Today's September first, Whitey. Like I I'm ready for this thing to finally get kicked into gear. I think I heard yesterday that media day is going to be the first week of October, early October. <sighs> okay. So, uh, you know that the NBA season starts next month. Yeah. Oh my God. Say say it. And just say it again. Say it again, please. The NBA season starts next month. Oh my goodness. And football, as you mentioned at the top of the show, starts Thursday. Yes. Oh my next goodness. Next week. Yeah. Maybe NFL into season it. starts next Thursday. week. Thursday. We can't wait. Just can't wait. Uh, it's in the air. Like you said, the weather's changing right now here in Sacramento, at least for the weekend. It's uh, it's it's just it's good vibes right yes, now. Yes, I really mean, I'm good not vibes. Patrick Beverly, but that's gangster. That's right? gangster, man. The the way that everything <laughs> is coming together, that's 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 truly truly gangster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Did you see? Uh, I saw just super random. This yeah, guy reminded yeah. me. Did you see? Um, Carl Anthony Towns today. Uh, Dr. Or I'm sorry, it might have been yesterday or this morning. Uh, Dominican Republic lost in the FIBA World Cup. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns had 39 points on like 27 shots, and the next closest opponent or the next closest teammate had like seven. I I just I Do you know who they lost. Blew to? my mind. It was uh, Dominican Re- Puerto Rico. They lost to Puerto Rico, who I don't don't think had any NBA talent, but. Uh, yeah, I just I was shocked, and then I don't know if you saw. Also, Spain lost to uh, Latvia, who uh, who was Kristaps Porzingis' list, uh, wow. and I believe they will be Team USA's next opponent. 
uh, in in the following round. So hmm. FIBA is uh, is FIBA is also heating up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm I'm starting to kind of get some get some interest in there. You know, you've been asking how how I've been feeling about that FIBA tournament, and I have been in and out of it. But I think now it's Me kind too. of starting to get. Uh, you know, it's as it gets it's been closer kind of and closer the to the World end. Cup to this point, right? But now <laughs> yes. it's getting more interesting. To answer Chris Watkins' yes. question, Puerto Rico's leading scorer with 37 points, Tremont Waters, last year of the Portland Trailblazers. Wow! Oh my gosh! So he was going point for point with uh, with Cat. That's cra- and that's like the one thing that I do really like about this FIBA World Cup is like the Rondé Hollis Jefferson story of you know him going crazy. It's just it's again just like another reminder that. These NBA players, even guys like Rondé Hollis Jefferson or Tremont Waters, like they're just so much better than uh, a great anybody point. else. Like they great have the point. capability. Once you put them in a in a role where they can star, all these guys can put up 30, 40 yeah. points in a game. You could take virtually ninety nine plus percent of any of the quote unquote scrubs in the NBA, mm-hmm. and that guy was a stud in college. Absolutely, yeah, and <laughs> he was a superstar, like a megastar. Out, yeah. yeah, and that's why it's so hard for for all of these scout. Like you really have to like not everybody feels like oh I can oh I can watch Zion Williamson and tell you that he's going to be a fantastic, but it's like. They're all so good at that prep level, at the high school or at the college level, that it's just it's impossible to really find those truly unique skill set and, and unique people that can just elevate a, even a level above all of those other guys. Yeah, and then the really impressive ones in a lot of ways are the guys that you can tell they don't have the talent that right. others have, and yet they find they a maximize way. maximize it, yeah. They find a way to make it work yeah. and make themselves indispensable. Absolutely. Uh, coming up, yeah, USA survives at the World Cup Tell you where they have to finish to qualify for the Olympics. An Olympic berth could be at stake here at the FIBA World Cup. Friday, we're celebrating here. Thanks for being with us. Woo. Watkins and Whitey, Sacktown Sports. It's Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. What is going on here on the chat, uh, on the, the text line? I mean, we're just getting... Just almost overwhelmed with comments from people saying, hey, you guys said something wrong about that guy that played on Portland last year. <laughs> Did you say something about somebody playing on Portland? What? No. Because no, I, I didn't. I didn't. No. Yeah. That, yeah, was, that, that was on me. <laughs> I don't know why I came out as Portland. Tremont Waters was uh, was a Washington Wizard last year. No worries. Uh, also in the G League. played. Uh, he was a teammate of Victor Wembanyama over on Metropolitan's 92 as well. Well done. Yeah, we didn't really get overwhelmed by comments on that. Uh, thank you, Nate. The only comment we have Kyle. for you, Nate, is Nelly47. Yeah, did I say Nate? Yeah, you said it twice. twice. As a matter of fact, you said it twice. Kyle, I'm sorry, it's just Kyle. In the, I'm telling Why do you did it? I'm telling you, there's something. Chris was right. There's something flowing in the air in this studio that just Maybe, but that's makes just it just completely blank. They've called I've me Kyle Littlefield. I've made that day. mistake before, yeah. and I thought oh, I had goodness. it straightened out. So I apologize, Kyle. We're just interchangeable white guys back here. <laughs> Nelly47, for you, Kyle, says, uh, good looking shirt behind the glass there. This is sell, sell the team, John. So that's the actual Please only comment. The team. Absolutely. Uh, from someone appreciating. Kyle's shirt. <laughs> Sorry, it's a great Kyle. shirt. I wish I could say I was cool and I was there, but I, I went to the Oaklandish website and bought one from Nothing them. Wrong with so. that? That's cool too. Oh. If you guys want to, Oaklandish.com. If you want your own, I didn't version know they were for sale. Shirt. Yeah, I yeah, twenty dollars. Had... That's a steal. That's absolutely a steal. Free plug. I'll grab one. They're doing. I was going to say work. it goes to a good cause. I guess so. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, yeah. what, what are they going to do with the money? I bless great them. Great question. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's actually a great question. Probably end up donating if they have enough over. I would, hope so. I would They're making open. shirts. And it's the going shirts to are... more reverse boycotts yes, like what right. they've been doing. That's oh, right. Okay, exactly go. right. Uh, USA 85, Montenegro 73. The USA won by 12. They were up four with 238 left, and they got hammered on the backboards. Hammered Mm-mm. on the backboards. Uh, Montenegro had an overall Mm-mm. advantage on the glass. Guess, guess what the overall rebounding advantage was? Um... Well, I have some insight to this. I don't have the exact number at all. I'm going to say USA had under 20. I'll say 18 rebounds, and I'll say Montenegro had, let's say, 35. That'd be pretty big. Yeah, the gap is close. The actual numbers were Montenegro 49, USA 31. Can I tell you why I had such a low number for Team USA? Because, like I said, I have a little bit of insight thing I have written down here, Jaron Jackson, 20 minutes, not a single rebound. Not a single rebound from the Team USA center. On the other side, Nikola Vucevic, who I think was one of Montenegro's only uh, NBA players, he had 16 rebounds himself. So mm-hmm. just from the starting center battle, it was 16-0. to zero. Yeah, Could Montenegro, not Drive me 22 insane. second chance points. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, I mean, that's the exact kind of thing. That and turnovers from Team USA, like that's a – that's a recipe for getting upset every single time. If you turn the ball over as a team and then allow a ton of second chance points, you're probably going to lose most of that game, most of those games. Just the fact that Team USA is so stacked, they, they're you know they can. I won't take that. any more Jaron Jackson slander. Why not? Because he was in foul trouble. First He's quarter. always in foul trouble. That's true. But why is he in foul trouble? Do you know who started next to him in the front court? The four, the starting power forward, if you will, for uh, Team USA. Do you know who it was? It was probably Josh Hart. Yeah, you know how tall he is? He's 6'5". He's like 6'4", yeah. Maybe 6'3". You know, yeah. I He's are starting four. Yeah, I mean, and that's What's because... What's Jackson <laughs> supposed to do? Uh, play like a center, play like a big man. Uh, not foul because you know that you're... It's you, Bobby Portis, and Walker Kessler as, as their only bigs. Like, you're supposed to be a, a, a big star, you know, number three pick. And, Got the W. Uh, Got the W. I, you know, I guess that's that's all that matters. Thankfully, it is scary. Thankfully, we have Anthony Edwards. That's uh, That was my big takeaway. Thankfully, Anthony Edwards and uh, Tyrese Halliburton really stepped up for this team. I believe you still have Lithuania, and I yes. think they're pretty big. Yeah, they're they're pretty big as yeah, well. As uh, Charles Barkley would say, Jonas Valuinuasas. Yes, Valuasas. Yes. Yes, yeah. I mean, and he's... He's a monster, and like he, he's the exact. He almost kind of, literally is he a monster. Almost is. I mean, we saw him throw down Shemezi Metu and break his wrist, and uh, he's also somebody who's flinched when uh, when Demarcus Cousins famously kind of <laughs> checked him a little bit, and and Valanciunas ducked uh, pretty hard. But he's uh, he's yeah, he is a very very wide load, and uh, that's going to be a massive a massive challenge. problem for Jaron Jackson. Yeah, especially when the USA is not shooting well. No, shooting that's terribly. The, that's a calculation, right, Steve? And Steve Kerr does this with the Warriors. Right. We're smaller, but we make shots, and that makes up for the the height disadvantage. But right. when then we're not making the shots, then it's a nail-biter against Montenegro. I didn't realize this. Maybe you knew this. Qualification for the Olympics is on the line at the World Cup. I did not know that. No, I knew according that you to, could earn a bid. But. According to The Athletic, Team USA has to finish in the top two of all the teams from the two American continents at the Cup. Top two from... All the teams at the Americas. So, at present, and I think this needs to be updated, but Canada still there? They got eliminated today. Okay. Puerto Rico, DR, Uh, but DR got knocked out, DR got knocked out by Puerto Rico. And Brazil. Brazil won today. The Brazil beat Canada. Shout out your guy, Guy Santos. 
had a, uh, I had love a great Santos. game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Jordy uh, Jordy fell to Guy Santos. Okay, so Puerto Rico's there and Brazil and U.S. If USA can finish ahead of one of those teams, then they qualify for the Olympic Games. Interesting. In Paris. Is that the only one? I mean, I would imagine like what kind it of Olympic games? To, yeah, I was surprised to see that this. What I read suggested, yeah, that's because it says they need to do that. Okay, see, this makes me feel like we should have sent have to, better have talent. <laughs> I feel like if they, I will double check that, but that's what the athletic report. See, no one, I needed to know that information know that a long time ago because that actually, like, that a makes me a lot more interested in watching, and b really make like what is what is Olympic basketball without Team USA involved? I mean, I, I they'd probably change the rules, wouldn't can't they? Picture, <laughs> I, they would have to. I mean, because I mean, I guess they don't have to. The Olympics isn't really super concerned about viewership but yeah you may be right and i apologize it's possible that that's one way they can qualify sure. yeah i'm um, sure maybe they have olympic qualifiers a little closer but even then like but it says here qualification for the olympics yeah. is on the line yeah it doesn't I mean, say it's one way to qualify it says it's on the line it's also just not something you want to wear even if there is like a, a last minute tournament that you get into to to and like you know only the last two in that tournament get in that's not what you want to do, especially, you know, the the level of talent that we keep sending for Team USA is from, you know, an American standard. It's like a, a mid, mid-talent. You know, we're not sending Steph Curry and LeBron and KD out there anymore. Um, you know, you, you just don't ever in single elimination want to, want to play with fire like that. So to answer your question, eight of the 12 Olympic spots will be decided by FIBA. The other four will be part of a 24-team Olympic qualifying tournament. Yeah, so see, that's not, not as great odds. Gotcha. Yeah, Thank you, Kyle, fun. for that Thank clarification. You. There we are. On the uh, text line, 339-1140, uh, from the 916. Yeah, we mentioned this. How about Brazil beating Jordy-led Canada? Canada stacked with NBA players. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's what happens when you have Dylan Brooks, I guess, right? That's, that is that's, a stunner. I'm, I'm just going to blame Dylan Brooks for the Canada loss. I didn't watch any of it. but uh, now, Pardon my FIBA Cup ignorance. Does that mean we won't get to see Canada versus the U.S.? I believe so, right? Oh, I, man. I'm pretty sure this is like it's single elimination at this point, so... Uh, yeah, it's really, really disappointing. And, yeah, Spain is out as well. Like I said, they lost to Latvia. So there's really not like a um, a recognizable big bad anymore. I think uh, Australia, I guess Slovenia in, in a right. way since they right. have Luka. Uh, they actually took down uh, Australia, who's got probably Josh the Giddy. most NBA talent besides the Team USA. They've got Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, Matisse Thybul. Uh, Dante Exum is is on that roster. Now, I believe Australia is one of those teams where they have uh, a nucleus of guys who play together. You yes, know, they yeah, play, like they play these things. Yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like a real, it's like a real international. It's like team. a team, almost. exactly. Yeah. yeah, like they actually, like you're saying, they play together pretty frequently, and like they they actually care about you know performing as a team and not just getting as many individuals well, as possible, but. Yeah, I mean, it seems USA, like I just I really was looking forward to the Canada game. I know. really, really, really. Yeah, that would have been it. Would have been a great showcase, and I think uh, you know Canada clearly is is on the rise as a as a basketball power, but they're still missing that like one really big, uh, significant trophy. Hey, coming up next, we have good news for Cal and Stanford. I think I don't know. You tell me. Next, Whitey and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Good morning, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. Sacramento Kings general manager Monty McNair joined the Carmichael Dave show with Jason Ross this morning. You can listen to the full interview up right now at SacktownSports.com and the Sacktown Sports YouTube page. 
Also this morning, the ACC extended invitations to Cal, Stanford, and SMU to join the conference, meaning there will now be 18 teams in the Atlantic Coast Conference. For more on that story, let's throw it back to Whitey and Watkins. Last night, Sacramento was a clue on password. Was it really? Yes. That password with uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, they have a new password? Yeah. And I've been watching the Giants, and I always turn it to Channel 3 before I turn off the TV, and it was, password! Jimmy Fallon and whoever his partner was against Heidi Klum. Uh, And the clue, well, I'll give you the clues, then see if you can get the, the word. Okay, so the first clue was Southern. And Jimmy Fallon said, Bell. It's like, no. Then the next clue was Sacramento. Southern Sacramento. Southern? California. The word was California. There might have been another word in there, too. One other clue. Uh, yeah, the first one was like Southern. Who said Cal- Southern? <laughs> who? That was, was that Heidi Klum who said Southern? Was that, like, No, who? no. It was um, Jimmy Fallon's partner, I think. And I think there was one clue in there that I forget. So it was actually, Sacramento was the third clue. Okay, I'm like, how one. is, yeah. like, Southern is... <laughs> That's like you know, the you said last it like thing. Southern, like, yeah, but there's so many things, yeah, that you think of before California, Southern California, Cal- yeah, yeah, like but uh, Sacramento, baby, yeah. I mean, we made it. That's that's the official sign that uh, we're we're on the map, and that's that's thanks to your Sacramento Kings. You better believe it. Okay. On the chat here and on the text line, got some comments. We'll clean up here before we look at Cal and Stanford. Some comments on the World Cup. Uh, Family Schlegel asks, didn't Cousins play? For Puerto Rico. I don't think he played for them, but he played there. in Puerto Rico. I don't even know if he would qualify to, if he has any means by which he could qualify, even if he uh, He already played for Team USA. Yeah. Alex, Bruno Caboclo, 19 points, 13 rebounds. Former Sacramento King. The Brazilian Kevin Durant. Yeah, sure. That is that something that people are calling? You think I'm making that up? June 28th, 2014. This this was on Twitter. Bruno Caboclo a.k.a. the Brazilian Kevin Durant, picked by the Raptors, has an insane 7'7 wingspan. That is insane. Um, didn't know that just having a long wingspan made you comparable <laughs> to Kevin Durant. Um, and I think Couldn't that shoot. might have at one point been on his, uh, his basketball uh, reference yeah. page, but it's not anymore. So I'm wondering if I saw it somewhere else or if I saw it there and they took it down. I hope they, they took it down. down nicknames I don't think so. I mean, based off of other people's basketball I mean, reference like, page. like, hey, no one calls them that anymore. Yeah. we got to take that down. Guys, that's embarrassing. <laughs> we have to take that down. The only thing I ever knew Bruco Cabocolo, uh, Bruno <laughs> Cabocolo for was, I mean, yeah, his stint in Sacramento. But I remember when he was drafted, I think it was Jay Billis, said – uh, this kid is two years away from being two years away, mm. and that was like the first time I'd ever heard that used as a as a as a phrase, and I absolutely love it. There's so many people who nodded like, like, "Yeah, I yes. get it." I was like, "Absolutely!" Like he's he's a far way away from being a couple years away from being decent. Well, Stanford and Cal are one year away now from joining the <laughs> ACC. I'm sorry, the, the Atlantic Coast Conference right, is expanding. Right. Sure. ACC presidents and chancellors met today, this morning, voted to add three schools. Who's you know ACC? You got uh, North Carolina, right. North Carolina State, mm-hmm. Clemson, Virginia all those. Tech, yeah. North Carolina, now you got like you also said. Stanford, Cal, and SMU. <laughs> 
And I know everyone's been around and around on this, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just can't get over the absurdity of it. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's 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 what what has happened to this college football realignment makes my head hurt. I'm never. It's going to take me. This is officially like the moment in my life where, you know, I'm going to be like. I now am old. Like I'm gonna, like I'm gonna be telling kids, like, oh yeah, like the the Pac-12, and what? Like what? What is the? Pa- oh, back when I was a kid, you know, there used to be conferences that were actually based on regions, and I I remember when all these teams. Yeah, no, I mean this is it's just ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. And, no, uh, part of me thinks well they, they gotta, gotta rename change. Them. They gotta rename them. Have to. They they, they have won't. To. I bet you anything no, they, they won't. won't. Yeah, the brand is too big. Right. Yeah, and also, you mentioned when you were a kid. When I was a kid, I remember when the the uh, NFL went to divisions, and in the NFC West, they had San Francisco, they had Los Angeles, okay, and they had New Orleans. I'm sorry, and they had Atlanta. <laughs> what are New Orleans kept, and Atlanta it west kept of it that way? Yes, they're they're it was west that way of Florida forever. Until That's they reorganized, the, they created the NFC South. Sure. I mean, I, I guess the NFC this, East, I think, was the Giants, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Someone's going to have to. Yeah. Were the Arizona Cardinals ever in the East? Uh, it's a good question. I think they may have been at first. Kyle, it's a great question. My goodness, yeah. that's—I mean, that's just so. If they, you know, and it's like, yeah, and I, they had some excuse for it, like, well, these aren't meant to necessarily reflect. Uh, you know, it's just the, words. The regionality guys. of the team. Why are you guys but, so obsessed with words? Why can't Stanford and Cal be in the Atlantic Coast Conference? Like, what, what's what's wrong with that? Uh, besides the fact that they're like right near the Pacific Ocean, I don't, I don't really. It's just, I, I don't. Maybe again, maybe this is like the first time that I'm just, I'm really feeling old. But like, I just, I, I it just makes so much sense to do it regionally. Like, if they're gonna. Have this, but there is like, no Pac-12. Just change. Then you gotta like you don't just have change the. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it just pretty much doesn't exist. Have all the Pac-12 teams been scooped up, or is it well, still like Oregon State? Yeah, so it's the Tupac. That's all. That's, that's right, the Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so they can play each other crazy. over and over and over. I guess. Yeah, just play them Get an automatic relentlessly. Birth. <laughs> I mean, in the no one cares bowl. I hate to to be that guy, but like, think about the kids. Like, how are these people <laughs> supposed? Like, how are these? Like, realistically, and you know, I know, quote unquote, student athletes, but like, they do have to do school still. Like, especially, you know, we're thinking football, basketball, but how about you know the lacrosse team or the water polo team? Like, these kids have to go all the way from That's Stanford to North Carolina to play on a Wednesday, and then have to fly back commercial to all the way back to Palo Alto, like, that's not real. Like, these kids are, at this point, being truly treated like professionals, like, with them getting paid now and just the demand of what they have to do. It's out of control. Yeah, at this point, you know, tilting at windmills, I realize nothing's going to change. But I do feel bad, to your point, for families like, I have a brother who went to UCLA. He lives uh, down in uh, Southern California with his wife, and they went to UCLA, and they're big UCLA backers for some reason. They don't even like sports, but they're like, (laughs) UCLA, yeah, okay, whatever. But they would like, they'd come up here when UCLA played Cal, Uh and they'd come and they'd visit us. And, you know, now they don't get to do that. What are you going to do? Go to, uh, you know, North Carolina, go to right. I mean, and that's Raleigh to see the team on the road. I don't think so. It feels like definitely like you're kind of hinting at like it's the the death of college rivalries, which are kind of like the last really true rivalries we have, like really really deep seated ones. Where yeah, I mean, there's 
there's, I mean, I guess Cal and Stanford are still together, but there's not going to be people from yeah. Southern California having beef with Northern California. See, like all that is, is a very real thing and it's just not going to exist anymore. Starting next year, the big 10 will have how many teams? Uh, let's say 16, 18. Oh my the big God. 12 will have 16. Oh, the my SEC fault. Will... My fault. That's, that's all me. That's all uh, me. Uh, so the pac 12, uh, with just two, the Tupac. Re- two remaining teams, Washington state and Oregon state. Oh man. Um, yeah. Those are definitely the They've two lost, that should be left Pac-12 behind. has lost eight teams since late July. Yeah, I mean, you know, and if anything, maybe this is more just a condemnation on the uh, on, on the Pac-12. Like, maybe this is more, instead of it really being a, a whole NCAA problem, it could be the fact that the Pac-12 just terribly mismanaged their entire conference. Mm-hmm. Could be, yeah. And it's just, uh, it's traditional. It's the way we loved it. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it's all about money. And yeah, it feels like the NCAA, if they had a a living, breathing committee of people that actually cared about college sports, they should do something to just make it a power five. What's the point of college sports? To make money. Exactly. But like they they need to fix this or or make make the lines a little less blurred here and that's confusing just, please just clear it make up make your yeah. money but can exactly. you just help just us clear understand it exactly. how it all lines up coming up next we will salute with uh, Labor Day weekend coming up the hardest workers in sports next Wedding Watkins Sackdown Sports at your desk on your phone in the car Whitey and Watkins on Sackdown Sports Hope you got big plans for the Labor Day weekend. By the way, thank you, Kyle. Kyle just did some research, and he checked on how long the Arizona Cardinals were in the NFC East. And how long was it, uh, Kyle? 14 years. 14 years. From 1988 until 2002. Yeah, and I believe all that time, Arizona was in the NFC uh, East. East that we had. Atlanta and New Orleans were in the NFC West. Atlanta yes. for sure. I haven't looked up New Orleans. Yet. Yeah, I, and what? then I remember the NFL was like, "Well, it's not really supposed to be a geographical thing." Well, then what why is it did then? You name it that. Yeah, why who's ignoring you? the fact that Al Davis won his lawsuit against the league, <laughs> and people could move their teams wherever. I guess, yeah. And now wow. we got a north and a south and an east and a west, and it's and it, pretty for the most part yeah. geographically. The NBA can still use some help with their west and east thing, like New Orleans and Memphis probably mm-hmm. should be. You know, maybe when they add those Vegas and Seattle expansion teams, they'll they'll fix that. But for the, the most NBA part, has yeah. a northwest, yes, and a southeast. I believe so. Yeah, that sounds and a right. Southwest, but I, I don't think they have a north. Northeast is the central. I think. I no northeast is the Atlantic, but there is also a central. Yeah, it depends on how. My yeah, goodness. you've got Boston and Philly, and yeah, the Knicks in there. Well, the NBA is even. Yeah, there is an Atlantic, Central, Southeast, North, Northwest, Pacific, and Southwest. And but Oklahoma the, City is Northwest. And it just doesn't make. I mean, the NBA divisions, especially, are the things that matter the least of any sport 100%, because there's no right. there's no incentive. You don't earn a play. Like it's not an automatic playoff bid. I think in the past, I swear. Yeah, they changed I the rules. Swear, I believe. You used to, like, it was a guaranteed top four. Like, it was home court advantage. Yes, because you won a division. Right, yeah. exactly. 2015 is when that changed. Really? Yeah, oh, because wow. uh, Portland won, like, 51 games and got the four seed, but the Spurs won 55 and got the six seed or something. <laughs> and okay. nobody, I know last year it was kind of cool, hey, the Kings win the division, but that's the last, I don't remember before that when the last time was that anyone cared no. It was probably when the Kings won the division. It was probably when in the division 2002, banner. 2003. But you never yeah. look at the standings as, hey, 
you know, forget the divisions. I need to see the conference standings. Right. That's what matters. Every time. Yeah. That. I mean, that's the seeding. Everybody knows that Everybody except knows. the NBA. Yep. And for some reason, they still insist on on doing it. And yeah, we have to play the Lakers and the Clippers and the Warriors and the Suns four, five times a year now because of it. We also know that it's the Labor Day weekend. Thank <laughs> it's God. funny, Dave, when he ended his show, I, I said, just, remember what Labor Day is about. And I don't think I, he knew what he was talking the about. The second he said it, I was like, <laughs> What is this guy talking about? Like, like, oh, let's let's never forget what you know. All those who have lost their lives on, and that's why we celebrate. Like, what, what, what is the reason why we celebrate? I mean, I know yeah. why we celebrate. Right, Labor Day. right. So, I wanted to take a moment to celebrate those who worked, yeah, harder and longer than anybody else here in sports. Yeah, and a little quiz here for you and Kyle. Um, for example, in the NBA. You know, you have 82 games in a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what the number is for most games played by a, a single player in a season? And it's fairly recent. not like, you know, some guy in the 50 played 120 games. A 1968-69. How many games, you think? Um, the record. I would say... Most like, in an NBA season. I would say like 80, 86 or something like that. Yeah, that was my thinking. It's one of yeah. those weird... Played on one team right, that played right, more. Right, right, right. Uh, I'll go traded. 84. Uh, in 1976 77, Thomas Henderson played 87 games. Ah. But in 68 69, Walt Bellamy played 88 games. That's the record. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's six extra games. You, you're at that point in Iron Man. I assume you're playing every single night, which was probably a lot more yeah. frequent. And I back think they then. had a lot more like four and five nights or sure. five and five nights and things right. like that. Right, and so I assume, yeah, like there must. That's, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Eighty six is Bills Bellamy. How about way too much? You probably know this one, and this one goes back a ways, but it still just makes me go, what? Most minutes per game. Who averaged in NBA history the most minutes per game, and what was the minutes per game average? Mm. I'd probably say a guard. Maybe, let's say Jerry West uh, played forty six minutes a game. I like well, your thinking. You want any of that? Chris. I'll I'll go Bob Cousy Ooh, at that's another good one. forty-five. You guys are close, but in the nineteen sixty-one sixty-two season, Wilt Chamberlain averaged forty-eight and a half minutes per game. I'm sorry, what? And for a forty-eight minute game, he well, averaged forty-eight and a half minutes overtime. per game. You play every game, and yeah. you play. <laughs> he played every minute, but that like that's ridiculous. <laughs> like that means that you had to have played yeah. every single minute. Of every single game, and then some. I'm not sure he played every single minute, but obviously he played a lot. He played more times average, than not. He 48 and a half minutes. Went to the bench. 28 seconds later, he's back in. One of my favorite records in all sports. I mean, that's actually like incredibly impressive. From because yeah, me and Kyle, I think we're on the same wavelength of thinking a guard like for a big man, especially back then. Like they don't have you know modern medicine to like kind of keep his back knees just, and stuff. You know, Rim protector. Right. No, he was he was getting buckets. I, I think can't, that's what, the year he averaged fifty points a game. He better have. That must have been one of his fifty twenty five <laughs> seasons. Like his his numbers must have been out of control that year. This is a little more recent. Uh, most minutes played in one game, nineteen eighty nine ninety. Um, so we're saluting the players, NBA players, and I have some baseball players here too who worked the hardest with this Labor Day weekend coming up. I'll say, I'll say sixty. I'll say 60 minutes. 60 minutes. Yeah. Full hour of gameplay. With Morley Schaefer. How about you, Kyle? 
How many overtimes? Let's go 65. 65. You guys are both short again. Uh, close, wow. but uh, Dale Ellis in a, a 155-154, five-overtime loss at Milwaukee. Five. Dale Ellis of the Sonics scored 53 and played 69 minutes. <laughs> and lost! Five minutes in each overtime. You said it was five. Maybe it wasn't five minutes in each overtime. Yeah, I guess it could have been. Like, was like the first at a certain point? Did they just shorten it to three minutes or no, something? I <laughs> and I think was it the X Men? Somebody else played uh, sixty-eight. I think Xavier McDaniel played sixty-eight minutes. Okay. So sixty-nine minutes in the game is the most. And that's ridiculous. Lost. Nine what did game. you say the final score was? 155-154. Five oh, OTs. Okay. That's uh that's Kings Clippers esque right there. Yes. Wow. Yes. But it wasn't th- there was some random game in the eighties that was the only game that had more points than Kings and Clippers. Right. I can't remember what it was now. I would assume the Nuggets were involved. They they I think you're right. used to put up ridiculous. Oh, that was like totals. the Nuggets and Pistons in eighty something. But that was three overtimes or four, and it was 188, 186 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and the Kings only scored 165 yeah. in there, or 166 in there. So 170. When didn't they get Was one, it 170? It was 170 something. 176, 175. I got to watch that game again. All right, baseball, most innings pitched in a season. Oh, my goodness. You know, nowadays, well, I'll tell you this. Uh, the last guy to pitch 250 innings in a season yeah. was Justin Verlander, 2011. He, he threw 251 innings. That's the last guy who's even threw 250. So <laughs> this is kind of crazy. Go back to 1879. That's what I was going to say. guy I named Will like, White. How many innings do you think? And if you look it up, this is considered the most innings anyone's pitched in a baseball season. I mean, back in the day, people used to literally pitch like every day, right? I mean, it was or like every other day. Well, the ball was just like an old sock. <laughs> so you know, did, you fling yeah. it over the place. Somebody squares it up and, oh, it might be a line drive to the shortstop. Uh, let's say 100, yeah, Kyle, take it 150 games. Let's say an average of six innings pitched, maybe. So let's say 900 innings. Uh, are we doing? We're doing innings pitched. Yeah, for Will White. Um, and I'll tell you, Kyle, that's a great guess. He's actually high. Okay. I mean, oh well, I ruined so the is game. Guess. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> it's man. Six, yeah, let's say. It's, I'll tell you, it's okay, 680. Yeah, Six hundred and eighty innings. Yeah, Wilbur Wood, nineteen seventy-two. He was a knuckleballer. He threw three hundred seventy-six and two-thirds innings. The That's next ridiculous. year, he threw three hundred fifty-nine. He would start like both games of a doubleheader, stuff like that. Oh my god! And then Randy Johnson, nineteen ninety-nine, two hundred seventy-one and two-thirds innings. And that brings us that to was the like NFL. a ridiculous amount. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was no fun yeah. batting against him. Um, NFL most games played. The top four are kickers. This is all-time career. Do you know who the next two are? I'll tell you. You got Morton Anderson, 382 games. Yeah. Uh, Vinatieri, 365. Gary Anderson, 353. Didn't you have some story about Don't do that. Don't know. There's some story about you and Gary. I don't want to hear that name. I don't want to hear Gary Well, he's third on the list. I'm sorry. 353. There was one in particular that Mm – Stands out, but what, yeah. no, that's for another time. You know, I actually watched something on that recently, and I didn't realize the Vikings were up seven, and that kick would have been to go up ten. I always thought that it was like a game-winning kick that he missed, and so that was fun information to learn. Uh, Jeff Fiegel's 352, but the next two uh, were non-kickers. Got to be Brett Favre. Um, it's not good. Brett Favre. It's oh. not, really. Right. It's uh, George Blanda, 335, and how about Tom Brady? Six most all time, three hundred twenty-seven wow. games. Jeez, that is that's absurd. Especially. It is. 
my goodness. I was uh, I was looking uh, just to how many who do you think ran? Because uh, now in the NBA they they track like uh, like how many miles and how many you know just how much you run throughout an NBA game. Who do you think led the NBA and how many miles do you think they ran last year? Uh, I would. I was gonna guess Steph, but I don't know if he played enough games. He did but not. I, he did not. I uh, guess like it is kind of surprising. I yeah, I, I'm not going to waste any more of your time. I'm, I'm going to guess Michael Bridges. That's a great guess, and that's the correct guess because he played 83 games last year because of uh, the trade midseason. He ran 224 miles last year. Also, shout out to Monis Sabonis, who ran the third most miles really? in the entire NBA last year, 207, followed by Harrison Barnes, who ran 204 miles last year. Salute so, to them. This salute to you because I can't run one. So. By the way, just to answer your question about Favre, all-time most games played, NFL, Morton Anderson won, Vinatieri, Gary Anderson, Jeff Fiegel's a punter, then just Blanda <laughs> fifth, uh, Brady sixth, Jason Hansen a kicker seventh, Phil Dawson eighth, Jerry Rice ninth. Wow. And then tied at tenth, uh, 302 games, John Carney and Brett Favre. Wow. I'm surprised. How did Favre end up? He, I guess he must have missed some games, but Brady even missed like – uh, like that entire season when he blew he his knee out. He played for 57 so. years. I mean, for sure. But so, so did Brett. I guess, yeah, he played till he was 45 years old. I guess that makes sense. Brett only played until he was like 42. Coming up next, we got the good, the bad, and the ugly news for the 49ers with the opener just nine days away. My goodness. Next, Wadi and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.